In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Hey guys, welcome to the uh, Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at 6D Helmets. Uh, I'm Don Maeda and I'm joined in a uh, rental car with the heat turned up by uh, my editor, Michael Antonovich. And uh, we've had a, uh, a reunion of sorts as we converged. Uh, he drove, I flew. We're in an undisclosed location uh, for tomorrow's motocross fight club event. Uh, can't tell you where it is, but I can tell you it's cold as balls and I'm freezing right now. And I think I'm going to have to go to Walmart tonight and buy some gloves and maybe a, a champion base layer. Yeah, this is way cooler than I expected. Um, it's weird too because it's been nice and warm weather up until like the last five days. And then now it's, I think they even had snow here last night or like a chance of snow. Yeah, and it's raining tonight. Or it's raining right now. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're really going to need that round table fire later. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to see this thing. You know, um, RV started telling me about it when we were on a little mountain bike ride, and he was, you know, telling me what he was doing and and the format, and then he started naming off the names, and my interest was sparked when I heard a couple of names. But, like, really, like Kevin Windham and David Bradshaw and Jeff mm-hmm. Stanton, that's like, holy shit. You know, that's three, like, legit superstars of our sport, and they're going to be out here racing and and uh, in this uh, TWMX Slam Fest style event, right? Mm-hmm. The, I wonder where they got the idea. <laughs> Did no. you see the bracket yet? No. Glover and Pastrana are, like, first up, right ahead. Oh, Winner see, of that advances the Wyndham. When I did that podcast with Glover, he's talking like he wants a piece of Pastrana because I guess – I guess Travis is the one who invited Glover. Mm-hmm. Um, so Travis being on the Armzilla, Glover being the uh, all-time winningest 500 national rider. Um, I think they're they're having a big bore grudge of some sort. I like Glover's YZ450 though. Yeah, so is that not it a, over there. Yeah, it's black that and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, this will be good. I think Travis will have his advantages in some spots, and then Brock and others, but. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean, if Travis rides today, if his knee will be jacked up, like he said on your podcast. Yeah. That was a good listen. Okay, so I'm looking at that jump in front of us. That's a Pastrana backflip. There's a ramp over there, too. There's like a little <laughs> mini ramp when I walked around earlier today. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, so that'll get worked out there somewhere. Yeah. So, okay, we'll get back to Fight Club later. What is the latest in uh, where we are with Supercross? I heard something about the 18th. Yeah, so... With everything going on right now, despite if there is an announcement or not, we're running into this time frame of if it's going to happen in June, they have to have two weeks. So as we just get closer, the announcement I'm hearing should come sometime next week, not this Mm -hmm. coming week. Arizona is not the only option. Sounds like there could be a couple other places, especially as states open up, other stadiums have seen the proposal and and can see what can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll hear something definitely, I think, by the middle of next week. They have to. Um, and at that point, that would be the end of May, start of June. 
go through all the way through that, wrap that thing up, and then start the Nationals. The Nationals schedule should come out on, I think it's the 14th. So in the next few days, too, we should figure out what those 11 races should look like this summer. But where and when and what tracks and all that stuff is still kind of up in the air, I think. Wow. Pretty crazy because, I mean, for, for teams to get back to riding Supercross right now, it's like, well, okay, they're going to ride Supercross. And what, it's going to be like a week and then the national start or something? Mm-hmm. Like, So when are they going to really get their national stuff uh, out of the way? I mean, I know some teams have been riding moto during quarantine. Star Racing Yamaha, one of them for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's cool watching the Instagrams and stuff and seeing how many guys are back at Supercross. Um, interestingly enough, I haven't seen any footage of Kenny back riding Supercross yet. Yeah, I haven't either. I saw some outdoor motos from him, but that was about it. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, you're in California, so Cowie Test Track got all tuned up. Yeah, they rebuilt that thing the other day. Sounds like everybody's up in the hills at the other Corona Test Tracks going. Uh, Jason Anderson's in California now to ride with everybody at Husky. Mm-hmm. Dean's down in Florida doing his program with the Lawrence Brothers at Chad's old place. So, yeah, everybody's back into the swing of things just to be ready. But then they should know in the next week or so what what the plan's going to be and if they should just switch over now towards outdoors. Um, it's been interesting to hear, though, that it sounds like 250 class eligibility might get changed up now. So a dude like Shane McElrath, who was on the verge of pointing out, could get another year now, too. Really? Even so, if they do complete the season? If they do complete the season would be remain to be seen. But, yeah, it sounds like all that stuff could change, too. And for a guy like Shane, he would advance out in 21. Like, mm-hmm. he would have to bump up. So this is a whole nother dynamic to their career. And then I had RJ Hampshire on the Swap Moto podcast last week. We talked yeah. about his knee injury. He could do it if he needed to. But then it's kind of a way the pros and cons out of is it worth it to go racing yet and then yeah. have to miss the summer. He could go. He says his knee is strong enough, but then it brings in all of that. Okay, do you hurt it again, and then do you restart this whole process? Yeah. Wow. Tough uh, tough situation for a guy like RJ. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, what is he? He's in third right now, right? Yeah, third. Uh, how many points out? I think it's like around 20. So it's enough that he could make some things happen if needed. But And he's on a career highlight right now. Like he said, you know, three race wins when he had in one season when he had never – or three podiums, I'm sorry, when he had only had three podiums over the course of his career up to date. Mm-hmm. So he's had that breakthrough. It'd be good to see him continue that on, but then he hasn't ridden or anything like that through all of this. Yeah. You know, it's uh, kind of interesting. Is like, you know, Hunter Lawrence is riding again. Mm-hmm. Does he come do the last few supercrosses, or is he just waiting for outdoors, you think? Yeah. I mean, that's that's one big thing that we'll have to hear. It's the same thing for Savachi, Tickle, guys like that the other guy that you mentioned like with ken not writing marvin hasn't done anything at all he's doing a lot of puzzles a lot of puzzles (laughs) a lot of posed bike photos and so that makes me think okay is he even going to ride at all before the nationals because the nationals are still going to start regardless unless they're going to delay it and then just do a crunch time program in june to get them ready yeah huh okay so 18th we're supposed to hear something you think 18th is what I'm hearing it's got to be at least sometime in that because if they want those races to start on the 31st, that's about two weeks. If they wanted to start whenever, that gives them just enough lead time. But Arizona is not the only option from what I'm hearing. It could go to a lot of other places. Other cities have seen it. Not not multiple places, but like one. Just one place. place and, yeah. And like I talked to you over the weekend, I watched that World of Outlaws sprint car race. That was a good 
sign of what this is probably going to look like. Um, mm. I dropped a video in Monday Kickstart of what happened. So all the teams had to, they had a restricted amount of people that, that could come. Every team had to have hand sanitizer and gloves and all that stuff in their rig. They had to wear masks at all times. And even when they did the commentary or like the interviews between drivers and the announcers, they had to stay six feet apart. They would like wipe the thing down. There was no crowd. So it's very telling of like what we're going to see. Even if yeah. Supercross does happen, I don't see any crowd coming at all. We're going to see mechanics with face masks. And uh, mm-hmm. are they going to build a. Uh, MXGP style signal area with glass in between each mechanic. Actually, that's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> okay, hey, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, but uh, we'll be back for more and more on Fight Club. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off road, on road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey everyone, it's Marvin Miskin from the Red Bull KTM Racing Team. Right now, KTM is making it easier than ever to get out and ride. Head to your local KTM Auto Rise dealer to take advantage of limited time offer on qualified dirt, street, adventure, and naked models, or check out KTM.com to learn more today. Hi, this is 250 Supercross Champion Chase Sexton of the Geico Hana team. To get the most performance out of your motocross bike, make sure you're using the Yoshimura exhaust systems. Visit Yosh at Yoshimura-RD.com to see their wide line of slip-ons and complete systems for your bike today. Now enjoy the Swap Moto Live Kickstart podcast. Riders like Justin Cooper, Dylan Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original. They carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Hey, it's Bill Hahn, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at 60 Helmets. 60 Helmets, the uh, manufacturer who changed the way we all think about helmet safety with their patented omnidirectional suspension system to protect against rotational brain injuries. So, uh, Anton, uh, are you any closer to getting a dirt bike out there in Illinois? We'll find out, I think, today or tomorrow. How all of this stuff goes, the drive back from where we're at right now in this top secret location, 
the plan is to get back from this Wednesday, maybe go get the bike Thursday, and then load the car up again, and then go to Iowa on Friday. So yeah. hopefully all of this kind of comes together in the next few days. I, I was just pumped right now. Jeff Stan walked past our car and pointed at us. Right. Is he wearing true religion jeans? Uh, I doubt it. I, I don't know, dude. Those have some bedazzled pockets. Yeah, Look but I that. mean, honestly, everybody did that too. Do you see Stanton being a big spender at True Religion? Mm, maybe Will Hahn caught him for him or something. Something. <laughs> but, like, I listened to your podcast yesterday on the drive out. Yeah. I had a lot of time in the car. Mm-hmm. It is so cool to hear the, this many guys just being excited to see each other. Dudes that they've grown up together even when they were amateurs and maybe didn't like each other or whatever. Yeah. To hear him and Bradshaw talk about how long they've been together. You yeah. see Brock Glover and Tony Alessi walking over now. I mean, that's two guys that have seen probably more races than anybody in the last 20 years. And There's Tony a... probably remembers every single one. Yep. And every single statistic about it. Uh-huh. And, uh... Same where, with Glover. Where his kid finished, where his kid started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is going to be cool. I'm excited to see the riding. It'll be cool to see a guy like Wyndham, see Bradshaw, see Stanton, who I... I've never seen those two guys race. Like, you know, that's way before my timeline. Yeah. Um, to see how good they still go for just a few laps it will be interesting. I'm most excited about the gear, though, and then just the hanging out. Yeah. You know what I'm excited about? I, I really hope, I really, really hope that uh, shipping or furlough messed up Wyndham's gear delivery. Mm-hmm. Right, because you heard the podcast. Mm-hmm. He says he's going to race in a no-fear jersey and a pair of blue jeans with knee cups outside <laughs> if his gear doesn't come. I wonder if the beard will, like, hang out below the helmet like it did at Donations. Nah, he said it was trimmed up. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, God, I can't wait. It was so funny, too, to talk to Wyndham, and he was, uh, like, yeah, you know, I can still fit in the jerseys, but my bottoms, bottom half ain't the same size as it used to be. <laughs> so, I kind of resisted the urge to ask him what he's tipping the scales at, but... I did like the Lee Dungarees reference. I don't yeah. know if a lot of people will remember that. Oh, man. You don't Yeah. Wyndham was sponsored by Lee Dungarees. That was awesome. It was almost as cool as, like, I think I think Glover was in the area where um, it was the Wrangler mm-hmm. Supercross Series, right? And I've seen old ads of, like, Lachine and – was it Lachine and Omar or something? But they're in, like, these butt-ass tight – <laughs> Wranglers in an ad. They're like doing track walk and they're pointing at a jump. Yeah. They're definitely uh, smuggling grapes and those denim pants. But, uh, so, okay, so uh, we're here at MX Fight Club. Um, they're doing the green screen stuff right now. And uh, there's old Villa doing his picture for the, uh, from sure, the rider introductions mm-hmm. and stuff. And, uh, I think he's probably the most fired up guy here. Man, look at his stomach. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I'm excited to see how many Coors Lights get put down. You know what's we... awesome is like when I was talking to him, I was like, "Hey, you gonna pra- Are you gonna ride? You gonna tune up? No." <laughs> so he hasn't ridden what over two months, I think. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna just come off the couch, and he says the two laps at a time is gonna be easy, and uh, shouldn't be a problem. I don't know. I'm looking forward to watching him ride. But you know I'm stoked to watch ride is Brock Glover. Because for as much as he says he still rides, I've never seen him at a local SoCal Mm. track. So the last time I saw Glover at speed on a motocross bike, he was on a KTM. It was that couple seasons that he did in the GPs right at the end of his career. 
he came back to uh, California and did a couple of the Golden State Nationals. And I saw him race at Barona Oaks, and he was number 61. And I want to say he was wearing, like, Roxy gear or something. Oh, really? But uh, that was the first time I met Brock Glover. Like, you know, I was a locals reporter for Cycle News. So it was, like, 88, 89 maybe. But, uh, but yeah, that was the last time I got to see Glover ride. In, well, the only time I got to see Glover ride in person. Really? Yeah. See, that was the thing that was cool about that podcast. I didn't realize, you know, I think that you've been around forever. Mm-hmm. So I didn't remember that you didn't see the Bradshaw Stanton stuff as up close as other people did. I was at races, but not as a journalist. Right. You know, because I was, I was there as a journalist, but I was flat track guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I interact with Stanton for a little bit, but uh, Bradshaw, he kind of retired early, mm-hmm. right? So I, I didn't, uh, didn't really get to work with him until later on, like when he came back as Manchester Honda. See, like my first memories of Bradshaw are even after that when he did the Arena Cross Series on the Yamaha. Oh, okay. So that's when I, I remember I was a little kid then, and there was all this talk of Bradshaw. I'm like, yeah, who, who is this guy? You know, <laughs> it's, I'm 10. So... At that point, that's when I remember, oh, there's, like, some mystery around him. And then, like you, I've been lucky enough to ride with him at the fly thing here and there over the last few mm-hmm. years. Uh, yeah, he hauls. And then he's going to be at Yeah, the remember race. how fast he was going Dude. on that enduro bike? He's supposed to go to that Iowa race that I'm going to. No, that's nice. part of his, like, trip back home. So I'll get to see him tear it up back there, too. And I know yeah. a lot of people are excited to see him just kind of make the rounds across the country. Mm-hmm. You know what I want to talk to him about if we get the chances? I want to ask him about driving a monster truck. Yeah, right? Like really like how much technique is involved in that and mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know like well even now too i wonder if he ever practiced like the moves that they're doing like the backflips and like the wheelies and all yeah, the, the tricks the spinning wheelies and mm-hmm. stuff i don't know what was his car it was a monster energy truck just oh, all monster, monster energy, energy monster truck yeah okay um but yeah like with this thing all coming about how much you knew like talking to rob bidos and all that this is like Rob's dream. This seems like he's put a lot of effort into this, mm. and from everybody else's indication, he's been pushing for this for quite some time. Yeah. He's even got custom embroidered hat and shirt on right now. Did is that a one-on-one? Huh? Is that a one-of-one, one, I think? I don't know. It's Adidas stuff, though. So. Okay. Well, he's the announcer, so he's, he's got to look good. He's going to do the announcing, so he's got to look the part, right? I don't know. So Okay, so who else did we see? I talked to Weimer a little bit. Mm-hmm. He came jumping out of that van and was like, Hey, Donnie! <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you know, let's I, ride. That's kind of a, it's a cool name for a dealership. Just yeah. Let's ride, right? It but looked, it made me remember the, at Transworld, we gave away those, oh no, it was Go Ride. That was our mm-hmm. slogan. Yeah, but, uh, Weimer says he's been riding a YZ125 almost exclusively, so we'll see how it is when he gets on a 450. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine, but. You know, and, like, think about how dedicated these guys are. These dudes never drove to races. Yeah. Probably in the last 20 years, never did. And yeah. a lot of these and guys RV had a drove long drive. 36 hours? Yeah. He was breaking down that drive. Bradshaw said his was far. Weimer's had to be just as far as Bradshaw's was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, that's cool to see how many dudes are really into this. And where we're at, this is not anything that you would expect, like, legends of the sport to be riding at. But yeah. I think that adds to it, too. So how many people do you... Th- like how many people have you talked to uh and what is their impression of this because some people have 
was with at the track because I went to Kauai on Saturday and was like, yeah, 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 I'm flying out tomorrow night. I'm going to go to this Moto Fight Club thing. And a couple of people were like, huh, what's that? And so I had to explain it to a bunch of people. But then other people totally knew about it and a couple of them had already bought it. So mm. It's kind of the same for me. Like I've heard some people that were familiar with it and kind of like loosely knew the concept. I think some other people thought it was another video game thing because that's all that's been happening lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some other people that are pretty into it. I think that it'll be probably be, probably be bigger after tonight's thing than yeah. what it would have been previously. Like have they had they not done this fireside chat and you get to hear these guys like talk and tell stories, I think that it would kind of seem uncertain of what it was but now that you see oh hey all these guys are together there are bikes in the picture they are at a track i think that'll really drive it home yeah who you got your money on sipes yeah he's like the most active guy uh but then alessi i watched michael i I got michael he's gonna hole shot right and if it's only two laps like i've heard like glover said one lap but then rv said two laps yeah so i don't (laughs) it's kind of a loose program here i think but uh like within know. the last two months, I've seen Mike race. Like I was at, yeah. the, he was at that race in Tampa before Daytona. Mm-hmm. He raced that. He's the only dude that's out here. Uh, Sipes did Daytona, so I saw him there too. So I would not be surprised to see it come down to those two dudes. Mm-hmm. But then I think Rob's wild card edition will make it interesting. Wild card being he's going to throw a third guy in the main. Third, three or four. Like he has a couple guys that he could set a bracket to like make things interesting. <laughs> yeah, could be good. Who's that right there? That's hot sauce. Oh, hot sauce. Yeah. Look at that guy. He's got that Fox gear that I wanted. But they went into... Uh, shutdown? They went into shutdown just as that stuff came out. Is that the Beetle stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's the Beetle gear. So, yeah, hot sauce. I, I was telling him, why aren't you racing the 250F? Because you barely ride a 450. But track looks kind of fast, huh? Yeah. They've done a good job disking it up. Like when I got here today and I was driving in, I'm like, yeah, this is where you have a race that nobody knows about. And this is where you dump bodies and all that. It's like in the back of some industrial park. And it was all sealed over to prevent it from the rain. So I'm like, oh, man, this thing's going to be gnarly because it's going to be dry and slick. So favorite. It was covered? Not covered, but they had it sealed. You know, they had the dirt all capped up. Yeah. And then like maybe an hour and a half ago, they started breaking everything loose. And yeah, this looks fun. Uh, I think that they might have just recently come out and redone certain things because one guy I talked to said it doesn't usually look like this. Like, mm-hmm. this looks legit. looks like a lot of fun. Made it nice for this race. Yeah. Okay, so uh, switching away from Fight TV, uh, California is open motocross-wise. Mm-hmm. You can go to all the tracks. There's no uh, 75 rider limit. Um, That's huge for you guys. Also, Riverside County has dropped masks and social distancing and stuff so at Kauia you know previously when it was the 75 rider limit at Paris uh, they had a guy running around and telling people not to talk to each other they were sitting too close And but man Kauia was packed on Saturday I would say there was 200 people there mm-hmm. and no one was wearing masks everyone was just hanging out um, so motocross in California at least Saturday was Packed at Kauia. I heard Elsinore reopened, and that was packed. Glen Helen was packed, according to Kiefer, and so was Paris. So mm-hmm. I think everyone is just like, we can ride, we can leave the house, we can get out and ride our bikes that we fixed up during quarantine. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of excited for the moto economy in 
California at least. Mm-hmm. Um, how are the tracks where you're at? So Illinois is still. I, there's a couple places that I know of that are like you got to be a friend of a friend to get on right now. Mm-hmm. But sounds like we're not anywhere close to having a race anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky that I get to go to a sprint car race over in Missouri. It's 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. They only sold 700 tickets. So I'll get to go to see that. And I think certain tracks are going to get to open back up. This Iowa thing sounds like it's really blown up, that race this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, just, certain, just yeah. race. so certain things are, like, coming around. Other places, not so much. But the the thing that I've heard, and I've said it a couple times, dude, the dealership market is killing it. Everybody mm-hmm. that I've talked to at multiple dealerships lately says that they're busier than ever, that they've sold more bikes than ever. Uh, even, you know, that they've had record-breaking months in the last two years better than they've had in years combined. So I think that'll be huge, and that's a big saving grace. How racing goes from here, though, I think it'll be hit and miss. Like, what states get to do it and what states don't. I would be surprised. I mean, there's nothing that says that you guys couldn't hold an organized race now. Yeah. um, I think the whole Swap Moto Live race series could come back. Mm. Got to talk to Craig and Aaron and see what the status of that is. But, yeah, if there's no ban on, you know, quantities of people at the tracks... I know a lot of people want to race. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to answer that damn question a hundred times on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It would sure be nice to return to normal. How uh, This is the thing that I wanted to talk to you most about because how we got here is completely different. You flew. I drove. Yeah. What was the flight like? Like, how is the well, airports right now? What's the plane? For one, it was kind of weird for me because I took a red eye out of LAX, right? <clears throat> so I got to the airport at 11 last night, and... It was kind of strange because the United ticket counter was closed. So I had to, and but there was a woman there. Oh, you got to go upstairs and go across and go up again. And so I checked in at this like really exclusive United premier checking counter or something where they're letting everybody in and um, flew through that pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, we know it was kind of weird. I gave the TSA guy my, uh, my ID and my ticket before I went to the, the security check. He didn't have me take my mask off to verify it. Really? That I was me on my ID. Maybe it was the slanty eyes, you know? You could see the eyes and matched them up, but I didn't take my mask off for that. And then, uh, you know, I I bought the ticket only a few days ago on Expedia, so it's one of those cheese ball United Economy tickets where mm-hmm. it's like no full-size carry-on and this and that. Well, I, I carried my camera bag on my back with... I actually got the tape measure out and measured it. It's bigger than their limits for personal item. Mm-hmm. But the plane had no one on it, so they didn't even question me. Mm. Um, but uh, I would say that both planes were half capacity or less, maybe a little bit less. Um, but, yeah, the way that they sold seats was all spaced out. Like if, there, if you had anyone in your row, it was window and aisle. There's mm-hmm. no middle seat. But um, both flights, I had my whole row to myself. And uh, the airports were crazy, like empty and mm-hmm. quiet. It just seemed like uh, seemed like something out of a movie, you know. How uh, okay when you're on the plane, like no drink service, no nothing. Yeah, there's no drink service. So you have to bring all your own stuff if you're gonna bring yeah, it. Yeah, but I I slept both flights. Yeah. The way. Um. See, like <laughs> the drive here, it was weird because this is the first time I've gotten out of Illinois in a while. Mm-hmm. And so like, I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't done it like a whole, whole lot just out of what, what is there to do? It's not like being scared. It's just like, there's nothing to go do. Mm-hmm. 
And so driving through Illinois was fine. It's the same drive that I've always had. Indiana was pretty much the same. But then when I stopped to get food or get gas or whatever, can't go to the bathroom in any place. Yeah. drive throughs are super long. Everybody kind of seems like frustrated and over it. So mm-hmm. then it seems like patience is at just a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. But then finally getting here last night, I mean, I pulled in at like 11 o'clock to the hotel we're staying at. Uh, we're the only people, I think, at this hotel, like as far as our group <laughs> is. And it's yeah. on this super nice, like, brand new uh, country club style areas, things like that. So you could tell that at a normal time of year, this place would probably be slammed. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's raining and it's cold and nobody's around. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So I'm excited. Honestly, too, there was a cool thing to think. Like, I mean, I had so many hours in the car. If we do have to go live at some place for a month, you know, what's that going to be like? How's mm-hmm. it going to be to get down there? What will we take? things like that how are we going to go about this because this will be normal for a little bit if the supercross thing pulls off yeah so tomorrow's race is going to be the first live motorcycle race yeah since all this crap happened yeah i mean a live broadcast at least because we did have there was that oklahoma race that Mm -hmm. went down stuff but uh yeah for as far as live broadcast motocross racing this this is the first yeah, because, like, even over in Europe, a lot of those countries, like Belgium, the Netherlands, Italy, have just now approved guys to start riding. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't allowed to at all. And only certain people are cool to do that. Um, that flat track race was going to be the same weekend as the Indy Supercross that got canceled. I mean, that got canceled and clipped. So there's been nothing there. There's been nothing in Australia, nothing in South America. Yeah, this will be the first thing. And then, honestly, it could be the only thing for a little bit. Yeah. Okay, guys, so uh, two ways to watch it. You can go to fight.tv on your computer, on your internet browser, or on your phone, Android and iOS, you can download the Fight, F-I-T-E, TV app and uh, buy it that way. It's $19.99. What else you got to do on Tuesday night, man? Cough up the 20 bucks. It's about the same as a Postmates meal. And... uh, Check out some uh, heroes of our sport in action. And, uh, yeah, we're stoked. Also, tune into to uh, saltmotorlive.com because we're going to have a bunch of content. The other, other big thing, too, a lot of these guys, as they mentioned in your podcast, a lot of, like, one-off gear. Like, I'm excited to see Glover's helmet. I'm excited to yeah. see Stanton's helmet, stuff like that. And all that stuff will go up for auction on Wednesday. Yeah. Auction. Uh, the gear auction is road recovery, right? Yeah. And uh, there's goggles for docs is in there. Goggles somewhere. for docs, and then the cystic fibrosis for Brock. Something for Brock, but uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, uh, we had one hater on our website bagging on the race. Same dude. It was the comments. same dude with like five, six different screen names. But uh, man, don't be a hater. Just uh, enjoy what some people are doing to keep us entertained, and uh, celebrate uh, motocross racing returning to live broadcast. I'm excited. All right, guys. Let's go do some work. This is going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you uh, next Monday.